2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's the final hour on this Monday. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, including Fritzy. More phone calls, best and worst to the weekend, as we always do. Operator Tyler standing by. Good morning if you're watching on Peacock. You get to see how the sausage is made. And sometimes we have other things like stir-fried chicken and steaks as well. Yes, Paul? What was, we haven't brought that up. That was a touchy topic on Friday. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did I, it stay with you? I think you shook it off. Yeah, no, no. Got home, and my wife goes, why were you whining so much? Like, you have a meat Friday. I said, "Hun, stir stir-fried chicken is not a meat Friday. All right? And you know what? Lessons were learned. It's a teaching moment, and we're going to have a great meat Friday. By the way, we're having a meat Friday, Monday through Friday in Las Vegas. Oh, like a
3: recovery to make good for all what happened Friday? No,
2: no, no, no. I'm bringing the Traegers out. Oh. We're having food. Now, we'll be on from 6 to 9 a.m. local. me breakfast. Yes. We're going to have, well, I don't know what we're having, but... i Would I'm bring- Chad be there? Chad is going to come out, too. Oh. I'm bringing in, bringing in the heavy artillery here, and we're going to have meat Friday, Monday through Friday, and uh, a week from today, we'll be at the Fountain Blue Hotel. Yes, Mark? No, but... Oh. No. Okay. <laughs> Who has it better than we do? Literally, no, no, no one. No, 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 nobody. All right, final hour here. We'll talk to Jason McCourty, former defensive back, now works for NFL Network, and he was on the call on Westwood One Radio. He did the Chiefs and the Ravens. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. All right, uh Seaton, poll question today for the final hour is going to be what? Paul, I just sent this one in. Okay.
0: MVP of the weekend. Ooh, we might have to populate this a little okay. bit. Okay. Um, first option here, massive play okay. out of this fella. LeJarius Sneed, punching the ball out like that. That was, that was some that's ball about as move. clutch as you yep. could get yep. right there. Yep. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, he had a great... Mm, yeah, big catch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple big catches, yeah. This is funny. Uh, Travis Kelsey, that isn't always the name you go to first as MVP in the Chiefs, but monster game.
2: Yeah, certainly first half. Had 11 catches. I think 11 targets, 11 catches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You could throw Brock Purdy in there. And the 12th target in the 12th catch would be uh, Taylor Swift. She, of course, was out hey there. Now. Yeah. Uh, Down on the field as well. Hey, And now. then she's going to be playing a concert in Tokyo, and then she's going to fly back for the Super Bowl. I guess she gains a day when she comes back. So she'll. I think she's doing five nights in Tokyo. Just she gains it, or does everyone gain it? Well, no, everybody does. I know. No. How,
3: how cool is she? Yeah.
2: But... Yeah, she's got a private plane. You could sleep. Everything will be fine. Get back, watch Super Bowl, and then she'll fly back to uh, Tokyo for her concert. Yeah, it's not really the same when you're flying on a plane that that's has your true. own bedroom yeah. on it. You know? Yeah, yeah. You, you know you're oh, gonna be the dedication. It takes to get back. Here. Middle seat coach coming back. Now that's dedication. Oh, my private plane. Do I take the one with the queen size bed or the king size? I think she's got a couple of private planes. Yes, Paul.
3: So she'll be in Japan all week. She misses all the mess of Super Bowl week. She just shows up for the game.
2: Well, she'll be back for Saturday, Saturday night party. Okay. The, the big festivities. She'll kick it and then go to the well, game. Well, I don't know because he can't go out because it'll be Saturday it. night. No. She might need somebody to go out with her.
4: Invite
3: right uh, her to our hotel. It's a lovely
2: place. Well, I don't know if I can I do mean, that. Not
3: a room, <laughs> but like an outside common area.
2: Miss Swift. Yes. Miss Swift. Is it Miss? Miss Swift. Yes, Ms. Americana. Didn't in that her uh, documentary that she did? I think she'll be staying at our hotel. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yes, yes, Marv. Does she have the title now of America's Sweetheart? No, I don't think so. Okay. Sandra Bullock had it for a long time. Meg Ryan had it for a long time. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, America's Sweetheart. I don't. I. I they weren't as Taylor Swift's too popular to be America's Sweetheart. So I would say probably not. I mean, I don't want to upset any of these Swifties. I just want to say it. she might be too popular. Feels like whenever she doesn't decide when she's on camera. By the way, but I'm watching with people and they go, "Oh God, why does she have to be on camera?" I go, "She, it's not her choice. Like she, she's just there." You know, they decide to after it. it it's not even Kelsey doing anything. It could be. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, hey, let's go to Taylor Swift, yeah, oh, she liked that play, yeah, <laughs> I would love for like
5: random fans to go to people that work in t v and tell them not to go to Taylor Swift and watch them get cursed out like no one's business, oh, no, I dare you, yeah, ask some stupid questions like that, yeah, what do you mean, Don't put it on Taylor Swift, the biggest pop star on earth,
2: uh by the way, uh, we got our uh fill of uh Jim Nance, Tony Romo. <laughs> In case you missed uh, some of that, uh, this is what it sounded like uh, uh, on uh, yesterday in Baltimore.
3: Last episode of the all-new Young Sheldon on CBS. We're going away after four years on air. Tony, fourth down for the Lions. What are you gonna do here?
0: Uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, I, I think they better go for it. But
2: maybe <laughs> you kick the field goal. I mean, I don't know, Jim. What What are you
0: doing?
3: We'll keep an eye on that tone. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>
2: You know, there is going to be this standalone game called the Super Bowl, and there are the, oh the detractors are going to be out listening to every word that Tony utters in that Super Bowl, and and Greg Olson. So you had Greg Olson um, and Kevin Burkhart, and then Jim Nance and Tony Romo. So you, people were comparing the two broadcast teams there, and uh, the fact that you had Tony and Jim, then it led into Kevin and uh, Greg Olson. And Greg Olson had a good game. He did. He, he pointed out some really interesting things. Uh, you know, Tony is still the kind of fly by the seat of your pants. Maybe not as much analysis or homework there. It's more of just in the moment. But Greg Olson, um, you know, that, that was a nice, comfortable listen. Yes, Paul.
3: The good news is Tony has two weeks to not prepare for the Super Bowl. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. Wow. He's had a tough season. Yeah. An all new equalizer on CBS. <laughs> Not prepared for <boy>. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Blue Bloods, final yeah. <laughs> season. Mark Wahlberg. Following 60 Minutes, Whatever, it'll Wahlberg. be the. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a <Wow>. new installment <laughs> of Blue Bloods. Tony?
3: <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? They showed to Zay Flowers here on third down? What do you Tony, do here, Tony? What, do you, what are your thoughts? What do you do, Tony? Do you what? go to.
0: I don't know. I mean, you could run it here. Well, maybe, you're, maybe you throw it. You know one thing I did love, though? we are going to do something, though, Jim.
2: Here we go. Even when Tony was correct in what he was saying, I still, I just laughed. Because I kept thinking of you doing your, your Tony impersonation. It's the amazing race. This year, they're going to the Serengeti.
3: Third down, Niners. Brock Purdy and Sheck. And what do they do here, Tony?
0: Well, you
2: got to put the ball in
0: Purdy's hand.
3: Secret Celebrity Renovation coming up next. I <laughs> don't know what that meant. Back to you in the booth. I, I, I tell you what I love, though, with Greg Olson. There was a play, I think it was uh, the last fourth down that the uh, Lions went for. Mm-hmm. And they went for it. all of a sudden, Goff gets like flustered. He rolls right and he throws it to Amon Ra. Instantaneously, he goes, Well, what happened here is that the. The defense, the forty nine defense, sold it as if they were in man, and they broke into a zone, and it flustered Goff because it was a bunch of crossing patterns. He explained it instantaneously, yeah, and it clearly where like the layperson would understand. Oh, it was just a, a mixed of, of a coverage, and I thought it was great by Greg Olson.
2: Well, sometimes how they look at a play. Normally, when I'm watching football, I'll I'll look at the offensive and defensive line if there's a pass play. It's not I'm not focusing on the quarterback. I'm fo- focusing on you know the line play. The touchdown pass from uh, Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey—you can see the offensive lineman has his arm all the way around the defender, around his neck, as he's you know rushing Mahomes there. I mean, it looked like they were, they could have been slow dancing, and nothing was called there. But it was just one of those things that stood out because I'm going—you could call holding right there. I mean, it's obvious—he's got his arm around him, around his neck. And, uh, you know, obviously not called. Great pass, great catch by, uh, by those two. So, uh, by the way, the Niners are favored by one. And the Super Bowl over under is 47 and a half. When it comes to hosting major sporting events, no other city compares to Vegas. It's a city where spectacle and celebration are woven into the fabric of the uh, community there. Las Vegas, where conventional is challenged, unexpected embraced. It's not just celebrating, it's celebrating with an edge. Some phone calls here coming up. Uh, So did we settle on our poll question of MVP? Seton, you have enough uh, candidates for for the poll question?
0: Yeah, yeah, we got enough uh, candidates. I just don't know if we're missing any. Um, But uh, there was one thing I'm for sure social media will tell us.
2: Oh, that's good. That's
0: fine. I'm fine with that. (laughs) You know, even if you don't make a mistake, social media will tell They
2: will also tell you that. That's true. That yeah, uh, we different. put up
0: there more disappointing, <laughs> pointing into the season, Lions or Ravens. Uh, Ravens running away with that one, 65% of the vote.
2: Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not surprised Kansas City won. Uh, I'm surprised Detroit lost being up 24-7. So that, to me, would be more disappointing. And I don't know if you know people spend as much time on the Ravens losing at home uh, as far as the disappointment there than they will the Lions losing the way they lost 24-7. Feels like that that might get a little bit more attention there. Uh, Wade in Kansas. Hi, Wade. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, can I answer your poll question with my best of for the weekend? Sure. Primarily? Uh, the best of was uh, the disappointing end to the Lions' season, making the way my Packers' season ended look a lot wor- lot better. Mm-hmm. And the worst for me is living in the middle of Chiefs' kingdom with the uh, oversaturation of the the uh, Kelsey Swift stuff. You know, because I mean, I'm I'm wondering by the end of Media Week if we're going to be seeing feel good stories about the little Amish girl that named her donkeys Travis and Taylor,
2: you know? Okay. Thank you, Wade. I'm not blaming Kelsey or Travis Swift here. Remember, if if Kansas City doesn't win Super Bowl this year, it's going to be Taylor Swift. And I go, really? Really? That'll be the reason why? Why do we got to blame her? She just she's just popular, and everybody else is trying to capitalize on that. Oh, she doesn't have to go to a game. She can go to a game. You don't have to show her. Like, (laughs) yes, Marv.
5: Sorry, kind of related but unrelated. (laughs) Has any big time pop artist ever been not considered uh, overrated? Hmm. The Beatles.
2: Uh, Lovin used to call them overrated. Yeah, but that was was that a
0: bit? I don't know if it was a bit necessarily, but I mean they were essentially a pop band that then had put out a couple of good albums that were like, or well, not a couple of good. Albums. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> what uh, are you doing? No, they. I get it, but they're one of the few pop bands that is held up as like they changed music forever. Lovin dissing the Beatles actually helps her case.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I always seem to be like, I like Velvet Underground. I go, okay, you're cool.
0: I still don't even understand. Like, uh, Velvet Underground's great, um, but I don't even understand why. Like, if I'm watching the game and they show Taylor Swift again for five seconds, how did that mess up the other 59 minutes and 55 seconds of the hour? Like, I don't, I don't have this reaction of like, oh yeah, watch it. Oh, there she is again. <laughs> <No>. Damn it. <laughs> Why do they keep doing that?
2: Why do they keep showing her? I'm watching with somebody. Who cares? Isaiah Pacheco scores, and they show Taylor Swift. And the person goes, they're not even dating. And I go, I, I know she's just celebrating that that's her team. Uh, she grew up an Eagles fan. I said, well, she's dating somebody on the team. Like and I'm answering these questions. And I said to my wife, I'm not answering questions about Taylor Swift. Oh, people won't ask that. So we were watching in a common area at my house, and then I went into the basement by myself and sat down there and watched the second half. And then my wife goes, you're being antisocial. And I go, I know. I know. Yes, Paul?
3: It, this is going to come off terrible, but it is <laughs> tough watching football with casual football fans sometimes. Not that we know a gap responsibility and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. How to, but with the casual or non-sports fan watching a big game in a tense moment. So, Jared Goff, wasn't he a Ram? Oh, no. Mm,
2: mm. I got
3: that yesterday. Was he on the Rams? Yes, he
2: was. By the way, uh, Brock Purdy played great second half, and uh, here's his head coach, Kyle Shanahan. I
3: thought it was the difference between winning and losing. Um, He made some big plays with his legs. I'm getting out of the pocket moving the chains in some first downs, getting some explosives. Uh, he competed his ass off today and wasn't easy for any of us, but uh, he kept grinding and uh, was unbelievable there in the
2: second half. Yeah, they played great. But it was his running ability that surprised everybody. <laughs> Certainly the Lions defense. Al in Atlanta. Hi, Al. What's on your mind today?
4: Good morning, Dan. Of course, you make me listen to Shanahan before you let me on the air. Oops. Put me in a great mood. Sorry about that. Uh, best of the weekend, the Chiefs keeping their cool, and no matter how much the Ravens tried to needle them and go them into making a bad decision, they just didn't take the bait, and it backfired on the Ravens a couple times. Worst of the weekend, I was, I'm born in Kansas. My cousin and her husband are born in Michigan. After Kansas City wins, I sent them a text message saying, my birth team made it, dot, dot, dot. Then at halftime, I'm a little deep in the cup. I'm feeling a little, a little good, so I start texting just Super Bowl trash talk, just like peppering them all during the halftime show. Mm. Only text message I get back is, "You of all
2: people should know not to count your
4: chickens <laughs> before
2: they hatch." That's Al in Atlanta, twenty-eight to three. What did social media say about the the Lions? Hey, Lions fans! How long are you
0: guys going to be thinking about this? Uh, loss? About this loss? Twenty-four-seven. Oh man! Or, hey, Lions fans! How much are you guys going to be thinking about this? Twenty-four-seven.
2: Man, that's that's brutal. <laughs> that is brutal. Uh, <laughs> that is it brutal. is brutal. It, it is. is. All right. Uh, While being hilarious. It is brutally hilarious. <laughs> All right. More phone calls. More best and worst of the weekend. We're back after this.
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
4: Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that... Let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah,
5: play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa.
4: That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that.
2: gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 18 plus plus in most eligible states age varies by jurisdiction eligibility restrictions apply pick six not available in all states including but not limited to connecticut and new york for up-to-date list of states visit dkng.co slash pick six states void where prohibited see terms at pick slash promos in case you're wondering and i know you are The 49ers have led for 27 minutes and 30 seconds in the postseason. That's the least amount of time by any team going into the Super Bowl in the last 23 years. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Thank you, Ron Burgundy. Stat of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. The Ravens have 66 regular season wins over the last six seasons and no Super Bowl appearance. In the Super Bowl era, only the 04-09 Chargers with 67 wins had more regular season victories in a six-year span without reaching the Super Bowl. Wow. You wouldn't think that. Oh, okay. Here's Darius Rucker. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Here comes the stat of the day. A man who gave us the expression uh, minimum kindness, Todd Fritz, during the Lions game with the San Francisco 49ers. He text uh, Ray, who is uh, one of our producers here, a Lions fan, diehard Lions fan. And uh, Fritzy not really understanding the sensitivity of sending work-related text messages to Ray. And Ray is going through one of the bigger collapses in postseason history. Thank you, Todd.
6: A little insensitive, I guess.
2: Yes, it was. Uh, if you're watching on Peacock, the uh, text exchange is there for you to read. But... Uh, Paulie, you want to recap here? Well,
3: well, yeah. Now, now, Ray, part of his job is to help Fritzie with preparations for the guests. And, but Todd text Ray. I checked the timestamp. Um, right in the middle of the third quarter, as the Lions are absolutely becoming a sieve and letting the 49ers mm. run back on them. Mm. So the timing was uh, mm.
2: possibly insensitive. Possibly. Yeah, minimum kindness. Minimum sensitivity as well. Yeah. yeah,
4: Probably could have waited on that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Greg Olson, maybe his last game as the number one analyst there for Fox with Kevin Burkhart, with Tom Brady coming in. Is there a solution to this? Could you see a transitional period where Brady comes in with Greg Olson in the booth, and then maybe Brady after a year gets to stand alone as the analyst, and then Greg Olson will be part of the second Second broadcast team? Yeah, Paul? I'm going to
3: suggest something, Dan. i to let you judge it. You okay. know TV, Alrighty. you know placement of people, and sure. ratings. Yes. So my my um, I put this out there. Is it fair to say that the color commentator and analyst don't really affect the game ratings that much? You're either going to watch or you're not, probably with games. Yeah. Okay. So you have Greg Olson, who's doing a very good job and seems to be getting better. You have him under contract. He's good with Kevin Burkhart. They seem to be doing a good job. You're going to let him go, jettison him, a good broadcaster, to bring in Tom Brady, who is going to make a lot of money either way and probably won't help the game ratings at all. How about this? You make Tom Brady your one of your studio analysts. yeah, Kind of like what Charles Barkley is to NBN TNT, tried to make the studio show must-see TV, but you use Brady in a hybrid role. So during big games, like the national TV game, Brady's back in studio, but he's ready to be thrown to. So let's say it's a a really tough play and there's an injury or whatever. There's a timeout. You say, uh, Kevin Burkhardt goes, you know what? Great point. Let's go back in the studio. Tom, I want your thoughts really quickly on what they did there in fourth and two. Tom gives 20 seconds and they get right back to the field.
2: Unless Greg Olson would be like, what about me? Well, Greg
3: Olson's already done his. He's Hmm. given his take. And then maybe three or four or five times a game when there's an injury or or you bring Tom Brady in a hybrid role where on the feature game that they have, he jumps in a few times. That way you use Brady on both the pregame, p- halftime, and postgame show, and during the national TV game without breaking up your good crew
2: there. Well, I said it from the beginning that I would put Brady in the studio so you could see Brady. It's not about hearing Brady. You want to see Brady. And that, you know, a lot of these pregame shows need to get a little bit younger, and Brady would make you a lot younger. You got Terry Bradshaw in there, and you got Jimmy Johnson in there. I don't know how much longer they want to do it. And you put Brady in there with Michael Strahan. They have a relationship. They faced each other in the Super Bowl. Uh, you still got Kurt Menefee there. Uh, that would be what I would do because now I get everybody gets Brady uh, in the, in the uh, morning before the games and then at halftime and then post. And I get FaceTime with Brady. You know, I, I don't want to hide Tom Brady with just his voice. I want to I want to have Brady there in studio yes mark
5: but would you want him at the studio or at the game no no
2: not studio okay yeah 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 because you know everybody they'll go back all of these games go back to you know central headquarters there in New York and then or LA then they go back there you know sometimes they're outside in LA on the football field Brady could do some uh, demonstrations there uh, he could Diagnose some plays there, diagram. I think that that would be a better use of him. I don't know. I mean, you're spending an awful lot of money for Brady to be part of Fox. It's not just Fox, uh, you know, doing football games. You got to get more out of him. I mean, he's got to be on the Masked singer. He, I mean, he's got to do a variety of things. You know, he's got to, you know, uh, American Idol, or if, if he can do that, he'll do. He's got to be on the Masked singer. Yeah. yeah. Every week. Who is it? Oh, it's it's Peyton It's Tom Brady again. Yes, Mark. But
5: in reality, it's going to be Stan Humphreys. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mark Rippon.
0: Ben Roethlisberger.
5: Yes, Paul. So
3: people who would critique that and say, you're going to bring in Tom Brady and not have him. you know, Fox has the Super Bowl next year. Say, you're going to have Tom Brady not be part of the Super Bowl call. Tom could do the pre, half, and post. And by doing those cut-ins, as soon as the pregame show is done at next year's Super Bowl, Tom goes to the sidelines. Nope. And you or wherever he is or on set, but you still do cut ins with him nope. during the game
2: itself. Nope. Nope. You don't share? Nope. Nope. If I make a commitment to Greg Olson, I keep the commitment and I have a great broadcast team. I. it's too hard it's like when they had the Boogermobile. Remember that stupid thing? The jib cam up there? Yes. But it was in uh who's the tight end? Um uh, Jason Witten. Okay, I think it was in his contract that he's the only one who could be in the in the booth. Which, which, you know, I, I even said that to Booger McFarland late in the season. Like you will make him better, but there was nothing he could do. So they created something, and it wasn't a good broadcast. Booger made him better when they went into the studio. If Tom is in there in the booth with Greg. Okay, but I would still have Greg with Kevin Burkhart, and I would have Tom in this. First of all, the Super Bowl pregame show is seven hours, so I have seven hours of Brady. Man, I'm cashing in on that. It's nice to have. I don't see you, although I I did talk to a TV executive about this. I said, how would you use Tom Brady? And he said, the number of times I'd come back from commercial break, I would start with Tom Brady in in the uh, booth doing the game. So you already you you reestablish that Tom's doing the game, and you're able to see him there. That's that's how I would use him. All right, we'll take a break. Jason McCourty will uh, join us on loan from NFL Network. More phone calls coming up as well. I think Greg Olson is joining us on Wednesday. Is that right, Tom? That is right. Okay, thank you. Take a break. Back after this. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation.
5: Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments,
1: enter the kingdom in imax now
2: playing and in theaters everywhere get tickets now you've probably put this off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has the tires that will elevate your game touring tires for commuting comfort how about performance tires for sporty handling all terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring go to TireRack.com and get started you're not sure where to begin i suggest the easy to use tire decision guide Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of BF Goodrich tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers great tires, and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. We make way for Jason McCourty, NFL Network. Good morning, football analyst. And uh, was on the call for the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens, Westwood One Radio. He joins us on the program. What bothered you the most? About what you saw with the Ravens against the Chiefs,
6: the offense, uh, the defense figured it out in the second half. They were shutting down the Kansas City Chiefs for the most part, forcing punts. But Lamar Jackson in the offense—they never were able to get anything goal. You look at the way the game ended. The two running backs, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill—they both had three carries apiece. Uh, they threw the ball a ton. And when they did throw it, Lamar, when he got the ball, there wasn't any quick processing. Every play seemed so hard. Even the remarkable plays he made where he spun off and he threw one his Zay flowers, Those plays seemed so hard. Steve Spagnuolo made it so tough for that offense to get anything going. That was very disappointing. This year was supposed to be different from an offensive standpoint with Munkin, the way Lamar was playing, throwing the ball from the pocket, and we just didn't see any of that on Sunday.
2: Okay, so former defensive back, explain to me how Travis Kelsey still gets open.
6: He's so good against zone. So good. And then he shows you a man-to-man with the first touchdown pass with Kyle Hamilton on him, who has been tremendous this year as a DB, all pro and all of that. Perfect ball placement, back shoulder catch. He makes it for the end zone. But as you watch Travis Kelsey, even studying for the game, getting up to a Buffalo play, a ton of zone, and he knows the exact spots. He's such a smart football player and got a chance to talk to him a little bit before the game. The first thing he said to my brother was, we're coming for every record that the Patriots have, and it's starting today. And he did it; it was unbelievable. Eleven targets, eleven catches. It's insane. They didn't double team him much. They just let, they just try to go play their defense, and you just can't do that when Mahomes is the quarterback
2: and Kelsey's the guy throwing. Yeah, that's that's the guy I got to worry about. I mean, I I like Pacheco. I mean, Rice. I they do have some players. That's the one guy I got to stop. Like, that's where we begin. I'm not going to stop Mahomes, but I got to stop Kelsey. That'll help me stopping Mahomes.
6: Exactly. You go into that game, and it's just like, first drive of the game, they're hitting <laughs> Kelsey, a fourth and one, they're rolling out, they're throwing back. It's like you go into the game and just, all right, if we lose this game at the end of the day, it's not going to be because Travis Kelsey killed us, and he's not getting a record on us, and he did all of the above.
2: What bothered you the most about the Lions and the Niners?
6: the
0: collapse
6: i mean you're up that many points you get to the second half and yes a lot of attention should be paid to dan campbell going for it on fourth down beyond that the drops the fumble it just seemed like they went in at halftime and we saw cj gardner johnson he's waving to the crowd when mm-hmm. 21-7 got a little over their skis feeling really good moments seemed like it got too big and they collapsed in that second half and I do think for Dan Campbell, I get it. The aggressiveness, the fourth down play calls, that's what got them in that game. That's the way they've approached every game going forward. But it's like now you're here. You're in this moment. And you go up 17 points if he kicks the first field, goal. but Josh Reynolds drops the pass. He could have extended the drive. But then later on in the game, a chance to tie it up. I thought for sure right there he would take the points. But it's disappointing to see the Lions, how far they've come this year, and just kind of fall apart in that second half.
2: But this one, I don't understand this. You know, we watch basketball, and I always say, don't let the best player on the floor beat me. I am mm-hmm. I'm, I'm never. I don't want Michael Jordan to have the ball. I don't want Kobe to have the ball. Whatever it takes, they're not beating me because now I'm going to have somebody who's not used to taking those shots. Why are you going to Reynolds and not uh, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown or, or Laporta? Like I, I, that's what I don't understand. And granted, Laporta is a rookie, but still, he had an unbelievable year. I want those players who have been in the position, their go-to guys, to at least get the ball or try.
6: No doubt about it. It's almost the same thing. Jordan, at one point, he kicks it to Steve Kerr. He makes a big shot. John Paxson, those guys step up and make a big shot. Josh Reynolds has been a guy, you look at the game against the Rams, he was a guy that stepped up and made some big catches. And I do think you design plays to go to, whether it's Amon Ra, whether it's Sam Laporta. Well, Laporta had one of his hands, Amon Ra did too. So it was almost like a team-wide thing on offense where they kind of fell apart. But Josh Reynolds is a veteran. You need him in those moments to step up. It was especially the first one, it was a play where Golf is scrambling around. He's looking for anybody, and it would have been a first down. So I'm with you, you design those plays to go to your guys. But sometimes they take it away. You need somebody else to step up. And it was Reynolds' moment to do so, and he didn't.
2: We're talking to uh, Jason McCourty, uh, NFL Network Good Morning Football analyst, was on the call uh, with the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens on Westwood 1. Going forward, who's more likely to be back in the title game, the Ravens or the Lions? Oh,
6: I'm going to say the Ravens. And I think – Uh, They can figure some things out. They have a lot of free agents. That's going to be the tough thing for them. A guy like Justin Matabica had a career year. He may go get paid somewhere. But I still do think Lamar Jackson is a great, great football player. He's probably going to be a two-time MVP. The difference is they can get back to that game, but it has to be more to figure out how to get over the hump, I think. For Lamar Jackson, as you watch that game, there was a big difference when you watch Patrick Mahomes, those quick, easy passes. They come with a blitz. He knows exactly where to go with the ball. He's not holding on to it. With Lamar on the other side, there was a lot of holding on to the ball. It lets him make great plays, but too many times a game kills him.
2: What's it like when you're facing a running back like Isaiah Pacheco? Like, he runs hard. I, it feels like he runs harder than any running back. Is he running harder? He definitely is. As a former DD that's one of those things where
6: during the course of the week, I tell the linebackers in the D-line, man, do whatever the hell you got to do. Don't let this guy get to me untouched in the secondary because that's not that's not what I'm paid to do. I'm paid to cover these guys on the outside, not to have these head-on collisions with Pacheco, but he definitely he runs angry, he runs pissed off, and I love it because he's a former Scarlet Knight, Ruckers guy, Rutgers legend, and he sets the tone for those guys because – Not only does he run hard, but watch him how he gets up after a hard run. He's yelling, he's screaming. I'm watching him at the end of the game as they're taking a knee, and he is just walking around the field screaming, looking at his sideline, looking at Baltimore's sideline. So I think
2: everybody feeds off of his energy. When do you make your Super Bowl pick? Oh,
6: that'll probably be coming next week. Um, it's going to be a tough one. I, I'm not doing too well. Championship weekend, uh, I had the Lions and Ravens in the Super Bowl, so I've heard a lot uh, from the Chiefs <laughs> fans at 49ers so far. Of uh, I have egg on my face, and I just need to shut up at this point. So my predictions are struggling a little bit right now.
2: How's Peter Schrager doing on his picks?
6: Oh, Shregg's walking around. There's no hat that's going to fit his head right now uh, because it's like five years in a row he's picked the right winner. And then, of course, this year he picks the exact matchup. So he tries to act like it's not a big deal, but his head's bigger than ever right now.
2: Is this a dangerous Super Bowl town? (laughs)
6: <laughs> this is a dangerous town no matter what. Why do you think they, they say Vegas, you only need about two days, and now Super Bowl, people are going to be out there for an entire week. So um, you got to get in, get out, have a great time, but uh, it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to be down there.
2: But did you guys ever sneak out when you were playing? <laughs>
6: no, I, never, I never snuck out and made it all the way uh, there to Vegas. But the no, no, I'm talking
2: game... about when you were like the night before a game. Uh, did you guys well, –
6: there So, never in Vegas, I played there in 21, and no one stuck out. People were tired coming from Miami. But there was a year where I was playing for the Titans, and we went down to Miami, and okay. we had 16 guys late for curfew. And, of course, we lost that game the next day. A few guys stayed Sunday night after the game and had to make it back Monday before our first meeting none of them uh, made it back. Chris Johnson was on that team. <laughs> I saw him tell the story somewhere of the whole recap. He, he was one of the guys that stayed. But that was that was history in Tennessee of that. Everybody talks about that game and that night where we had that
2: many guys late for Kirk. It's called the Miami Flu there, Jace.
6: <laughs> <laughs> no Miami, doubt about it.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. Great to talk to you again. Anytime. Appreciate you having me. That's Jason McCourty, NFL Network. Good morning, football analyst. He and his brother uh, on the call. He's done a great job, NFL Network. I mean, that's a very comfortable watch and listen with that group. Uh, and they're usually up against us with the sports Emmy and, you know, maybe competition here. But that's okay. I mean, I I can only say what I see. They, uh, they do a really good job there. Uh, let's see. Aaron in Fort Wayne. Hi, Aaron. What's on your mind today?
4: Hey hey Dan, thanks for taking my call. Uh Lamar Jackson, I mean I was watching that game. It just really seemed like he was trying to out mahomie mahomie out there. <laughs> I mean, he's the king and you can't try he's got to do it his way, you know? He's got to do it what got him there.
6: Yeah,
2: but I got to I got to turn him loose. I I have to just say, look, we're going to win or lose. We have a great defense. We can we can get by it with a couple of mistakes. But you gotta generate points. They didn't put pressure on Kansas City's defense. I never I never once felt like Kansas City wasn't gonna win that game. And Baltimore's at home. They should have at least scared Kansas City, and then they didn't, in my opinion. Uh Jordan in Salt Lake. Hi, Jordan. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, bud.
4: Six one, two oh five. So, uh, yeah, long-time listener, first-time caller, but just wanted to, uh, you know, talk about the uh, Niners a little bit more because I feel like a lot of the narrative this morning is about the Lions and the fans being all disappointed and everything like that. I don't feel bad for the Lions fans at all. I mean, you guys should be very happy. I mean, I'm, I'm a long-time Kings fan, so I know the uh, Sacramento Kings, so I know the pain that it is to uh, not go to the playoffs or be relevant for years. So, you guys have a good young core, but... Uh, and the other thing is, is Purdy too, you know, like a lot of people don't know this, but he has the same 10 yard split as Lamar Jackson. So, uh, I think they both ran the, the 10 yards in like 1.14 seconds. So Purdy's an athlete and he's not getting enough credit. Okay. He, they're, no,
2: they're no, the, Jordan, what happens after a loss is we talk about the teams that their season ended. That's usually what happens. and you know, we have... Almost two weeks to talk about the Niners and Brock Purdy in his 10-yard split. Uh, I had not heard that stat. Is Brock Purdy as fast as Lamar Jackson the first 10 yards?
3: That's a scalding
2: hot take. <laughs> I mean, scalding. I didn't know that. I, I, I'll check real quick. Yes. The 10-yard the split. First 10 yards. He's as fast as Lamar Jackson. That's a burst, Dan. They call that a <laughs>
0: burst in the game.
2: We'll get around to talking about the Niners and the matchup here, but this is about a devastating collapse. And the number one seed in the AFC with the MVP losing at home. That's why we're focused on those two teams. Because after this, we're not going to be talking about them. Uh, Tyrone in New Haven. Hi, Tyrone.
4: Hey, Dan. What's up, man? Hey, Long-time listener. Big fan. Me and you, uh... We go way back. Before I get to my point, man, we used to talk about wine a lot out in Milford. It's always good to, to hear you, and I love the things you do, you and the Dan and Dan ness. But what I want to talk about, man, is is the best part, best and worst parts of the weekend. The worst part is Dan Campbell. Like you said, the ultimate collapse. I'm watching the game. You know, right at the halftime, I say to my stepfather, man, if this game was close, Dan Campbell would fuck. I mean,
2: no, 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 no,
0: no, 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 yeah. no, <laughs> oh, yeah. so I'm so
2: curious to know what the, <laughs> yeah. what the rest of that sentence was, though. I got to admit. Fire truck. I got to admit. Yeah, I think it was fire truck there. Yes, Paulie.
3: I went back and looked, and Lamar Jackson, he appeared at the combine, but he did more like measurables. Yeah. He did not run at the combine. He didn't do any of the uh, workouts. I got his pro day scores, and I cannot find him running at his pro day, which is weird that you think he'd show it off. And I cannot find anything about Lamar Jackson's split times. Brock Purdy's, uh, when he did go to the combine, his 40-yard dash was 4.84, which is not bad. Yeah, that's respectable. And his 10-yard split, Dan, I know you're waiting on it. What is it? 1.55 seconds.
2: Okay. I and mean, I have no idea what that means. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Back to you. Uh, all right. Well, Okay. then he's he's got a burst, as Seaton likes to say. He's got a burst. Yeah. That being said, once he breaks
0: out of the pocket and starts running... He looks like a little guy out there. It does. It does. not saying that he's
2: not effective.
3: If that last caller wants to have a bet on a 40 meters between Purdy and Well, no, Lamar,
2: it's only 10 yards. I'll take it. Do you think Lamar runs 10 yards faster than Brock Purdy? If he wants to. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that was the case yeah. yesterday. Let's go to uh, Tony Romo to ask what he thinks of that. Tony? Uh, I'm not really sure
0: what that means. What do you think, Jim? <laughs>
2: All new equalizer,
0: Yeah. Eastern. Yeah, you know, really, if you go back to Know Your Romo now into this bit, we've uh, we've,
2: we've spent a fair, solid 15 years. That's uh, Tony, why Tony doesn't come on the show. I either. don't blame him. Got Yeah, I wouldn't either. Got it. Jerks. That's what we are. This day in sports history, Paulie. 1936, the first members of Major
3: League Baseball's Hall of Fame were announced in Cooperstown. Ty Cobb, Babe Ruth, Honus Wagner, Christy. Christy Matheson mm-hmm. and Walter Johnson. Mm-hmm. And um, Babe Ruth wasn't unanimous, by the way. Imagine that hold out like eh, not? Uh, I don't know. I
2: don't. Know. You know. I show me know, more? I don't
3: know. Uh, the 49ers in nineteen ninety five, the first NFL team to win five Super Bowl titles. Mm-hmm. Steve Young, six touchdown
2: passes. That's it. Uh, let's see. Nineteen sixty three, the first class for the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame is inducted. Uh, 11 former players, five uh, former owners, executives, and uh, George Halas. Um, yeah, what did he do? Yeah, I was watching X Games over the weekend. And uh, on twenty uh, this day, 2012, Sean White, first ever Super Pipe perfect score, the Winter X Game. Super Pipe. Uh, Todd. Todd. What did you learn today? Lewis Riddick <laughs>
6: expects this particular lion's lost a sting forever.
2: Nah, no, seat no counter. Todd always stays focused. Always. Marvin. <laughs> Every day is a Super Bowl except for Ray. Yeah, except for Ray's lions. Paulie. Minimum kindness. Todd, minimum kindness. Yes, you know sir. Checking on that one sheet. Todd, what did I learn?
6: Lions fans will be agonizing over the NFC title game (laughs) loss all the time. You might say 24-7. Thanks
2: for joining us. Our pleasure to serve you. Thanks for the phone calls, emails, tweets, the all-around support. Fritzy, Satan, Marv, Paula, yours truly. We'll talk to you tomorrow.